Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. All right. Well, good morning, Thrive family. Good morning. And to all the moms out there, happy Mother's Day. Come on, can we just give it up for the moms? Y'all came to church today, this morning. And to, the, to, to some of the family members, the kids, the nephews, the nieces, I know mom's been bugging you since January to come to church. And so thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, Pastor Eric is actually out of town this weekend, so I get the awesome privilege of being able to speak this morning, and I'm very excited for what all God's going to do. And so it's going to be a good day. And um, man, real, real fast, before, before we move on, I just got to give a couple of shout outs. I feel like it's going to be an Academy Award speech, but just bear with me, okay? Just, just bear with me for a minute. All right, first off, for all the ladies in the house, we love you. For all the moms, whether you're a mom, an aunt, a grandmother, thank you so much for all that you do. Even the spiritual moms. Some of you might not have physical kids, but you've been a spiritual mom to people. We love you, and we are so proud of you, and we are so grateful for you. Family, can we give them a hand? Come on, one more time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Secondly, it's a little bit on a sombering note for those that have maybe lost their mom recently. Um, it, it was kind of a crazy year with COVID, and we had some people pass even in this body. And um, for those that maybe have lost their mom in the last year or so, we just want to let you know we love you as well, and we're praying for you. We believe that uh, God brings the church as the family of God to help us in times of joy, but in times of grief as well. And so we love you, and we're praying for you. And please let us know how we can continue to pray for you in that. And so we just wanted to honor even the moms who passed away. Lastly, I have a few moms that I need to honor myself, if that's okay with you guys. So first off, we got to honor the mom of the house, which is Pastor Lori Baca. Come on, can we give it up for Pastor Lori? We love her. She's totally a mom in my life. Uh, she she is just kind of adopted me, her and Pastor Eric. They're, they're, I would joke around for a season that they were my pastors, they were my parents. For a season, they were my landlords. Like they just were everything. And so she, they're in Seattle right now. Um, their their second daughter Eden graduated college, and so uh, good for Eden, right? She graduated college this weekend, and so they're up in Seattle. So Pastor Lori, we love you. Um, I love you. I'm grateful for you. Um, the second is I got to honor my my adopted. Um, moms, which are my aunt and my grandmother in LA, Stella and Evelyn. I love you guys. They might be watching online right now. And so um, I would not be here today without them. They brought me in. They adopted me. Like Jesus rescued me, they rescued me as well. And so I'm grateful for them. Um, third is, she's not really my mother-in-law. She's really my mom, is my mom, Noni Salcedo. I love you. She might be here. I love you, mom. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for being the best grandma ever to Zadok. And then lastly, but certainly not least, I love my wife, who is the coolest mom ever. She's the one that decked out all the stuff back there with, your ki- with the kids' team for Mother's Day. And so, Vanessa, I love you as well. Okay, the music goes on. I got to get off stage, right? Like on the Grammys or the Academy Awards. I'm just playing. Okay, let's go ahead and go for it. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. And not just excited to preach to the adults in the room, but I, we got some kiddos in the room as well. All the kids say, hey. 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 <laughs> Oh, shoot. Here we go. 
Hey. Hey. Yeah. I might bring one or two of you to come floss for me. I'm just, I'm just playing. I can't do it. I'm excited. Mother's Day is an amazing day. And to be honest, um, I, have looking, I have been looking forward to preach on Mother's Day since I was 20. Um, because that means that I'm growing up a little bit. I, I know that when you're ready to preach a Mother's Day message or like a Christmas message. And so I'm super grateful that Pastor Eric trusted me today. It was even awesome. I told my mother-in-law, I said, hey, mom, I, I'm going to be preaching on Mother's Day. She's like, mijo, that's like the best Mother's Day gift ever. And I was like, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. And so I'm very, very grateful and excited to be trusted with this stage and with this pulpit this morning. And today we're going to be continuing our heart and soul series. And so what I would like to do is I would like for us to stand up this morning. We're going to read the word and we're going to jump in to first Peter. We're going to jump into first Peter chapter one, verses 18 through 20. We're going to read it. We're going to pray. And then we're going to go right into the message. First Peter chapter one, verses 18 through 20. And it says this, and it says, for you know that it is not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed. Everybody say redeemed. redeemed. Everybody say it one more time. Redeemed. redeemed. Redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Last verse, verse 20. It says this, he was, he was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in the last time for your sake. Come on, family, let's pray. Jesus, we give you this service. We give you this day, such this beautiful day for Mother's Day. And God, we pray that you would move and you would speak. I pray that this word would challenge and remind us. And God, whatever you would like to do in this room today, we give you permission. I pray I decrease so that way you can increase. We love you. We thank you. And in Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. Go and have a seat. If you're taking notes today, if you're taking notes for the kiddos, you got to take notes as well. Hopefully you got your Bibles or you got a phone or just steal your mom's phone. Don't go on YouTube. Let's take some notes today. All right. The title of the message is what it's worth. Go ahead and tell that to the person next to you, what it's worth. Go ahead and say that to the person next to you, what it's worth, what it's worth, what it's worth. And I don't have a really long message today. But I believe that even though it might not be long, I believe it, it could be very powerful. And, and not just because I'm preaching, but the word of God is just so powerful. You ever have that moment where God just speaks to you and drops something on your life and you're just like, wow, like I needed that. I pray that this message this morning does that for someone. I really do. And, and I'm super grateful that, um, that I get to present this word that I believe uh, would really inspire and challenge and provoke us to love Jesus even more. And so what I'm going to be talking about today, and you can leave the title of the message on the screen real quick. Thank you. Um, that what I'm going to be talking about today is worth and value. Worth and value. And the reason I'm going to be talking about worth and value is because I believe this is a huge thing we have to deal with in society today. And this is not just for the moms, but this is also for the dads and the kids in the room, but particularly for the moms, let's be honest, that there is this bombardment from culture and society that would try to tell you how much you're worth. 
There's this, there's this thing that, and I don't know how it started or where it started, and it's probably innate in human culture and, and innate in probably human nature, uh, probably all the way from Genesis where Adam and Eve were even fighting about the fruit that, that is the knowledge of tree and evil. And, and there's this thing of trying to value ourselves and, and, and trying to define what we're worth. I, I remember watching a movie one time and... and um, I forgot what movie it was, but there was a quote in the movie, and it said this. It said that most of the time, people will only receive love based on how they feel they're worth. And as I have grown up and I've matured and as I've tried to follow Jesus, I have learned that oftentimes, and, and I'm hoping I'm talking to someone today, is that we will tend to get stuck because what we will do is we do not understand how valuable we really are in Jesus. And so what we will try to do and what we will try to even put on ourselves in a sense is we will try to determine our value based on something that is false or something that is unnecessary and what begins to happen is it begins to belittle our walk with God and we begin to get stuck in a place we're not supposed to be in. And I wanna, I wanna pause real quick because, because uh, it's not the typical Mother's Day message, right? Like, like it's not like, Mom, you're, you're doing great. I'm thankful, I'm grateful. Uh, it's a little bit different, and, but I think it's necessary because we just got through and we're still kind of on the way out of this pandemic. And if there was anything that the pandemic taught us is that life gets crazy. Yeah. Everyone's life turned upside down. I, I don't care who you are in the room. I don't care if you had a good pandemic or bad pandemic. I don't even know if anyone had a good COVID. Maybe you did. If you did, you need to pray that favor on my life in Jesus' name that apparently in crisis, everything goes right, right? Well, I'm, I'm just saying. But, but most of us had some stuff. And, and this is what we'll begin to do is that we will begin to determine or attach our value to what's around us. And specifically for moms in the house, this tends to be a trend. And I've seen this, um, is that you will determine your value you to what you do for your family. You'll determine your value for what you do for your friends. And, and, and next thing you know, we are weighing ourselves against something that God has never called us to weigh in. And we begin to live in this life of comparison that God has never called us to live in this life. And next thing you know, we really don't know who we are in Jesus because we are allowing everything else to try to determine the value of what we are. And it's not just the moms. Dads, we do the same thing. Dads, we will determine the value of how good of a husband we are based on how much money we make over the hill. Come on, let's be honest. We will determine how valuable we are based on all these different accolades or the things we have or the things we do. But I came to tell you today or someone in the room today that you are worth more than you know. If you, if you want to write that down, that's the first point of the conversation today is that you are worth more than you know. And the reason I can say that is because of this passage in Peter is that Peter begins to preach to the church. He's writing to the church, right? And he begins to tell them, do you not understand that you have been purchased from the feudal ways of your fathers, not by silver or by gold, but by the precious blood of Jesus? See, the cool thing about value 
is that value is determined, your value, my value, our value, as an individual, as a person, and, and really anything, right? It, it, it's just basic like economics, is, is our value is only determined by what someone is willing to purchase. So for example, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, I, I really like shoes. I bet you can't tell. Um, but I, I really like shoes. And, and it's crazy if you ever look up like shoes and, and, and this thing called the sneaker game. And if there's sneaker heads in the house, don't, don't say nothing, all right? It's, it's okay. Um, th- there are people that will buy shoes and resell them for double or triple the price. Isn't that crazy? That's, that's nuts. And, and they do it. Or, or some people who are into cars, they will buy cars and resell them. And I've always found it interesting. Have you ever found it interesting, the things that people buy? Any, anybody? Like, like I, I remember growing up, my dad would buy things, and I'd be like, why did you buy that? But then he would be cheap about getting a 20-piece of McDonald's. <laughs> it's like, you spent this much on what? But then you bought that? And like, right, it just doesn't make sense. Why? Because a person is purchasing something based on the value they see in it. And so the only thing that can determine your value is the person who purchased you. I'm going to say it again. The only thing that can determine your value I'm going to talk to some people in the room because maybe you've been struggling with how you feel about yourself and you've been struggling about your self-worth and your self-confidence and what you're called to and your purpose and what's going on and then maybe the pandemic threw all your plans out and maybe you're just feeling like, man, what am I really doing? Why am I really here? Does anyone really love me? Does anyone really care? Can I remind you today that nothing in your life can determine your value except for the person who purchased you and you were not purchased purchased by silver and gold, Peter said, but you were purchased by the most precious thing in the history of humanity, and that was the blood of Jesus, and so if God purchased you with the most expensive commodity in the history of humanity, then you don't get to determine your own value. Your friends and your neighbors and culture and the magazines and TikTok and television don't determine your value, but the blood of Jesus who purchased you determine your value. Your value is not in what you do. Your value is not in who you've been. Your value is not in your current circumstances. Your value is only determined by the very one who bought you. And Peter reminds us that the one who bought us was the man named Jesus who dropped every drop of blood to the floor. And this is how much the father loves us is that he would be willing to die and purchase us so that way you and I can have a life in him. I remember when I first got saved and I was so floored with the idea that God loved me so much that he was willing to die for me. That he, 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 he was willing to shed his blood and, and he was willing to die for me. See, growing up, I, I really didn't have my mom and my dad in my life. And so I always imagined that God wasn't real. And the reason I thought that God wasn't real, I was a 10-year-old atheist. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? I really didn't know much in life, but I was. And I determined in my 10-year-old logical mind that there's no way God is real because if my mom didn't love me and my dad didn't love me because they weren't around, then there's no way a God who doesn't know me would love me. 
Little did I know that there was a man named Jesus 2,000 years ago that loved me so much that he died for me. That 2,000 years ago when he was on that cross, he thought of a little kid in East LA that was 10, 11, 12 years old, broken and hurting, that needed to get rescued, and that his blood purchased me from everything I've ever been through. And I was always fascinated by the idea that a God who I've never met, that a person I never met, would purchase me, that would want me, when in my life it felt like no one ever wanted me. See, I, I, I think it was funny when I, when I was growing up and I was kind of becoming a pastor and uh, most of the time, because I would joke with people that Pastor Eric was my dad, but most of the time they thought he was like my real dad. And I, like, we look alike, I guess, I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> I wore a button up in his name today, come on. <laughs> I remember one time someone came to me and they're like, oh, how old are you? And I was like, oh, I'm 20, 21. I, just, I became a pastor here at 20, 21. And then someone said, oh, that's because your dad's the pastor, right? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, he's actually not my real dad. Uh, sometimes people can think that they see someone young who loves Jesus and thinks they've never been through anything, but can I tell you, it's the opposite. And if you're new here, if you look to the person in front of you and the person behind you, I'm going to tell you they have a story, and it's a story of redemption, and it's a story of freedom, and it's a story of Jesus doing something miraculous in their life. It was this miracle that God did in my life where he rescued me, and he, he purchased me, and he bought me, and, and I love that because to be honest, let's, let's just be real. Um, most of the time, almost all the time, we were not the best item to buy. <laughs> so you have people in your life that buy crazy things, right? For like, I don't know why they bought that, but maybe they see value. And then there's the people that buy something and it's like, that, that is not worth it. I remember one time um, I, I was really young and I needed a car. And so what do you do? You go to Craigslist when you can't afford a loan. You know what I'm talking about? And, and I went to Craigslist. I knew nothing about cars. And I bought a Honda that was red. And it was a cheap, messed up Honda. The front door wouldn't open. The, the, the knob wouldn't, like, I don't even know what to call it. That's how much I don't know about cars, okay? My father-in-law is probably so disappointed in me right now. The shift knob, it wouldn't even move. And, and, and everything, every, the check engine light was on. I bought a car with the check engine light on. <laughs> And I believe the dude that he said, oh, it's smog free. It's, it's good for smog. I didn't know any better. And I bought that car for $3,000. And I thought I was, I did it. I made it, y'all. I bought that car for $3,000. I was 19 years old. I was like, ooh, I was dating Vanessa at the time. I said, I got a whip now. I can go on dates. <laughs> It was a Christian household, so I had to bring her back by seven because we lived in Stockton. <laughs> and I thought that car was worth more than what it's worth. I go to the Bay Area one weekend. On the way back, the car completely takes a dump on me. And here I am calling every friend for AAA because I don't have it. Anybody been there? <laughs> what do you mean you got only 10 miles? I need someone with 60-mile AAA. <laughs> and the car that I bought was not worth the value that I bought it. And I remember being saved and realizing, man, the cost that Jesus did, the price that he paid to buy my life, there is no way that it amounted to his. But that is how much 
Jesus loves me. If you're in this room today and you are questioning in this season who you really are and why you're really here and what your value really is, if God was willing to purchase you, if God was willing to pay the price, then you are far more valuable than you ever know. And the thing about value is value doesn't go away. Do me a favor, kiddos. I gave you guys a white envelope. Go ahead and open it up if you haven't already. Go ahead and open it up. Come on, open it up. Open it up. Open it up. Go ahead. We'll give it a minute. Go ahead and wave it at me. What you got? Come on, wave it at me. Hey. Some of you are like, what? They got a dollar? Why didn't I get an envelope? Some of you parents are like, dang it, I should have got that before the offering bucket. You know what I'm saying? You got it. You got it. Come on now. Come on now. Now do me a favor. Do me a favor, kids. Do me a favor. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to crumble up the dollar real quick. Crumble up. Crumble up real good. Don't rip it. Don't rip it because you need it later. Crumble it up. Crumble 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 up. Okay. Now open it back up again. Don't rip it. Don't rip it. See, I got a hundred. Okay, crumble it up again, crumble it up again, crumble it up again, crumble it up again. Throw it around. I'm gonna step on it. I'm gonna mess with them. I'm gonna put it in my pocket. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Everybody, here, 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 listen, listen. If, 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 if I still take this to Target, come on, wives, you know what I'm talking about? $100 bill to Target, come on, somebody. That's a real good Mother's Day. We're gonna preach this morning. <laughs> they will still take this. That's right. You know why? Because it's still worth $100. Because the value of the money didn't deteriorate because it looks different. The value of the money didn't deteriorate because it crumbled. The value of the money didn't deteriorate because it's folded. So why do you think your value deteriorates when something bad happens? Why do you think your value deteriorates when things go wrong? Why do you think your value deteriorates when things didn't go as planned? Can I tell you that Jesus already purchased you and he didn't purchase you with silver and gold. He purchased you with the precious blood of Jesus that does not lose its value. For all of eternity, the blood of Jesus will never lose its value. And so that means you will never lose your value. That he looks at you as precious and he looks at you as something worth buying. Now, kiddos, you got to keep that dollar. You don't have to give it back. But I want to challenge you to buy a friend a cookie or a snack or your mom something. Go buy her a Snickers or whatever her favorite candy bar is, all right? Don't be greedy. Last point. You guys with me? Master Matt, can you, Pastor Matt, Antonio, can you come help me real quick? Last point is that the ransom was free, but it was not cheap. The word redeemed in Greek is actually the word lutron, which is translated into the word as ransom. And I want to I define that for you real quick. Thank you, guys. Come on, give it up for Pastor Matt and Antonio. Good looking young guys. All right. I want to define this word for you. Go ahead and throw it up. Ransom. This is what it means in English. This is what it means in Greek. Ransom means to detain the release of a prisoner 
by making a payment demanded. Look what it says in Greek. In Greek it says, here, we'll read it. A ransom, the price of ransoming, especially the sacrifice by which expitiation, expitiation is affected. Isn't it amazing that Jesus ransomed us? That he, he purchased us. And, and it was something that maybe you and I weren't worth purchasing, but, but he purchased us. And, and there was a ransom on your life. Listen, you, you needed to be purchased. Why? Because you and I have sinned. Whether you've been saved for 50 years or, or five minutes, you and I have sinned. And, and it's beautiful that Romans talks about while we were sinners, Christ still died for us. And, and so we needed purchasing. The Bible says in John that you were actually a, a child of the devil before you were adopted into the kingdom of God. That not everyone is just a child of God. That's politically correct culture. No, although you were made in the image of God, that does not mean that you were a child of God and that you needed to get ransomed or purchased to cover the sins of your life. And so what did God do? God sent his perfect son because only perfection can pay for perfection. Only Jesus who was blameless and spotless can pay for something that's sinful. And so he ransomed us. The Bible says he ransomed us. And this ransom, I, I think sometimes we forget because we, we take for granted the salvation of Jesus and the cross and the resurrection. And we think because it was free to us that it's cheap. Can I tell you that salvation is free, but it's not cheap. That the ransom was free, but it was not cheap. That it was the most costly thing in the history of humanity. Why? Because it was the blood of Jesus. Jesus being the son of the father. And so don't worry. This isn't, this isn't real blood. This is fake blood. Okay, for you kids out there freaking out. They're like, oh my God, Pastor Chris got real blood. Where do you get that from? Medical experts will tell you that a normal human has about an average of 1.3 to 1.5 gallons of blood in their body. And Jesus was a normal human. And Jesus decided to purchase you, not with silver and gold, but with his blood. And so I wanna remind you real quick of what the blood of Jesus, what the blood of Jesus does. It remits sin, it gives life to those who receive it. It causes us to dwell in Christ. It's the means by which Jesus purchased us. It is the means by which Jesus becomes our atonement. It justifies us and saves us from wrath. The blood of Jesus redeems us. It brings those far away close to God. It grants us the forgiveness of sin. It brings peace and reconciliation. If you were far off, come on, and you were broken and, and you need a reconciling moment. This is what the blood of Jesus does. It reconciles us. It brings peace. You know what also it does? It brings redemption through this blood, through the blood of Jesus. It brings redemption to you and I. 
when we see this blood, when we talk about this blood, when we, when we preach about this blood, when we teach about this blood, when we celebrate the blood, when we talk about the cross, this is what we're talking about, that we were not purchased by silver and gold, by dollars and by items, but by we were purchased by the blood of Jesus. Let me keep going for those of you that still don't get it. It still cleans our conscience from dead works. It says that in Hebrews. It is the means by which we go to the holy place. This is the means by which we have access to the Father is the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus, it sanctifies us. Come on, somebody. It makes us whole and it makes us holy. It cleanses us from all sin. It is by means of what Jesus washed us. For some of you in this room, he'll feel dirty or he'll feel, who feel betrayed or he'll feel let down or he'll feel abandoned or hurt. Can I tell you that no injustice is greater than this blood, that the blood of Jesus can wash every single thing that has ever happened to you in your entire life. And lastly, it is by which we overcome the devil. The Bible says in Revelation that we overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. I did not come this morning to tell you about a cool little thing about Mother's Day. I came to tell someone this morning that some of us in here need to be reminded that you are valuable. And the reason why you're valuable is because you've been purchased by the blood of Jesus. You've been purchased by this blood. That you weren't purchased by something that was insignificant. And you know, you know the cool thing? You know, I'm gonna close right now, I'm gonna close right now. I'm gonna close right now. Kids are like, hurry up, I got you. You know what the amazing thing about it is? That the Bible says that when we live our life and that we who've been covered by the blood and purchased by this blood, this is how God sees us. God no longer sees us through the lens of sin and brokenness, but he actually sees us through the lens of his blood. He actually has to look through the blood of Jesus before he can see who I am. For those that are feeling like God just hates me and he judges me and I'm just doing everything wrong in this season, I came to tell you that Jesus, he sees you through the blood of his son. And for those of you in this room who feel like I'm not worth anything and I'm not valuable, I want to tell you today that that's a lie from the devil himself. If God can try, if the devil can try to devalue what God already purchased, he wins. But I came to tell you that there's something else. That this, this is what Jesus purchased us with. This is how God won our hearts. And so do me a favor, family. Stand up. Come on, stand up. We're going to close right now. And I want to do this real fast. With every head bowed, every eyes closed. Come on, every head bowed, every eyes closed. doesn't matter if you're in the dream team. It doesn't matter if you're in the room. If you're, even if you're a little kid, do me a favor. Close your eyes, bow your heads. We're going to close right now. And I want to just ask a question. Actually, I want to ask two questions. The first question is this. Is some of you in here, this is the first time you've ever really heard that Jesus really loves you and that he's died for you and he wants you in his life. Some of you, this is the first time you've ever really heard 
that God purchased you and that you were not meant to do this life without him and that you're not this broken, messed up person, but that through Jesus, he can wash away everything. If that's you, with every head bowed, every eyes closed, just slip up your hand for me. If you're saying, you know what, Chris? I need to accept Jesus in my heart. I need to accept Jesus in my life. It doesn't matter if you're five years old. It doesn't matter if you're 70, 80 years old. Come on, that's awesome. I see that. I see that. Come on, thank you, Jesus. I see that hand all, bunch of hands all over the place. Come on now. Yes. Put your hand down for me. Thank you. Second question, if you're in here and you're saying, you know what, Pastor Chris? I needed to hear that because I've been determining my value on everything else except for this blood. I've been judgmental to myself. I've been angry. I've been walking in sin. I need, to, I, I need to recommit to my relationship with God in this next season. I need to make my relationship with God serious. I need to understand my value and what I'm worth again. I need God to win my heart all over again. I, I, need, I need God to do something again in my life. If that's you, slip up your hand. Come on, anybody in this room? Come on, hands all over. Now, if you slipped up your hand for either one of them, do me a favor. Just put both hands up and I'm gonna pray for you. Come on, just put both hands up. I'm gonna pray for you. And if you're in this room and maybe you don't need to slip up your hand, I wanna invite you to slip up your hands as well just because we're gonna pray for the neighbor next to us. We're gonna believe that with hands lifted just for a few moments. Holy Spirit's gonna do what he wants to do. For those watching online, I believe it too. If you answered any of those calls, lift up your hands right now, wherever you're at. Lift up your hands. What does this mean? A sign of surrender, a sign of openness, a sign of God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just take this moment with you and I'm gonna pray. And I believe as, as we pray in this very moment that God's gonna supernaturally intervene in your life, that it's gonna be deeper than just a prayer. I believe today that a journey is gonna begin to be started. The Bible talks about following a narrow road, that on this narrow road, you're gonna follow him in a greater way. Holy Spirit, I pray right now for my friends. I pray for every soul, every person. And Jesus, I pray right now that you would intervene in Jesus' name. God, I pray that you would remind that we've been purchased. God, I pray right now that you would begin to move and speak in a powerful way. God, I pray that it would be deeper than just silver and gold, but God, that it would be a reminder of the precious blood of Jesus that washes away our sin. And Holy Spirit, I pray right now as they confess you, right now as they say, Jesus, I love you. I'm sorry. Come close to me, God. Jesus, that you would begin to work in their heart right now. I thank you for my friends. I thank you for my family. I thank you for every person in this room and watching online. And God, I pray that as they go about their Mother's Day, that you, Jesus, would be at the center of it. We love you. We thank you. And in Jesus' name, the Thrive family said, amen and amen. Come on, let's give it up for Jesus, everybody. Come on. For the people who raised their hand, great stuff. Listen, if you raise your hand and you accepted Jesus, go ahead and text that number on the screen. We want to follow up with you. We want to connect with you. Ladies, we want to remind you that Women's Conference is next week. Make sure to sign up in the lobby. Happy Mother's Day. We'll see you guys next Sunday. Love you guys. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.